Uh, hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Giggle Fix podcast. Um, I'm Matsky. My name is Jolly. And Derek that's. This is it. Yes, we have a very, very, very special guest this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, this, is, this, is, this is a very special uh, Giggle Fix podcast, as far as we're concerned, because we have the honour uh, as a guest this week of, of Mr. Derek Matthews. Ray! And by way of a brief introduction, Derek, Derek Matthews is 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 uh, something of a personality um, in the the Colling area um, where 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 we are from and living in Denmark. Um, and uh, he passed the milestone yeah. of his ninetieth uh, birthday uh, recently. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and <laughs> yeah, thanks for the invite, Derek. And <laughs> slight, slightly, slightly intimidating. He looks better than the both of us put together. Still, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But we, we, we yes. discussed we discussed recently with him that we would love, uh, as, as he's been a, a great friend to us both. Uh, that we'd love to record a, a special with him uh, for the for, the, for our listeners on the on the podcast, uh, and he he um, uh, graciously agreed um, after yes. we slipped him several thousand pounds <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and a blueberry muffin, and a blueberry which blueberry I just muffin. bought from the petrol <laughs> station, um, which have been on the floor. Had to, um, to provide my own tea. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. May I just add, Matsky, that uh, it makes a change from the laundry room to be recording from uh, Derek's kitchen. We are, exactly. We, we, have, we have moved that. to Gigglefix Studio B now. <laughs> B one. B one. Yes, exactly. Yes, we agree. This is an outside broadcast from from, from Derek Matthews' kitchen. Um, so so yeah, it's it's a huge it's a huge pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, and and uh, nice. we've been bugging you for weeks now. Yeah. Unfortunately, Derek's had a, a recent fall, but you're now back and uh, back in action. Living, yeah, back in action, living the dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, he opened the door with a handspring this morning, <laughs> didn't he? That was quite impressive. Yeah, we tried to lock me out, not lock me in, <laughs> as you rightly exactly. Anyway. So, congratulations so, on making you ninety, Derek. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh. Yes. Somebody asked me the other day, well, you know, what's it like being 90? So I said, well, it's, it's like being a newborn baby, you know, no hair, no teeth, and you're pissing your pants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Don't start me off. It's <laughs> not even midday. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound very Danish, Derek. No, I'm not, thank you. <laughs> So no, that's not meant in the wrong way. No. Because there are many things here. He had to say that. You are from Surrey, good aren't save, you? Good or sort of the borders of London. Do you like yeah, to yeah. tell our lovely viewers where you're from in the Well, Eagles? originally I'm from a little village that was situated between Isha and Thames Ditton in Surrey. Mm-hmm. And it was a very small village where my grandfather had a pub. In this little tiny village, there were, there were in fact seven pubs. Well, wow. my grandfather owned one of them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> population of six. Yeah, <laughs> the population was very small, but, but we had a lot of pubs. I can <laughs> name them all. But, um, yeah, and, and uh, when they decided they wanted to build a new road instead of the old road that wove its way round through to Molesey and Hampton Court, they wanted to build a new sort of bypass that went straight through the middle of the village. Oh. And Not much of a bypass, no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We were by through, <laughs> through pass. And then it was a big road in those days, yeah. and uh, straight through to Hampton Court, and they called it the Hampton Court Way, which I yeah. thought was anyway. There it was. So my grandfather's pub had to be demolished. Oh, that's and a he built, he built a new one just beside it. Okay. Yeah. But when was this? Seventeen hundred. No, 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 no. 
it's a good question. It was in. It's a good question. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. I've, I can work it out. I'll come back to oh, that. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come back to that. Fingers on the buzzers, back no, to the start no, of the no, 10. I'll come back to that. Okay, great. I mean, you recently starred, or recently were in the Yuska Veskusten, for all you foreign sort of... Starred. Starred. <laughs> Front page. No, well, uh, no, no. Big it's, spread, it's actually. It's quite, quite ridiculous, really, because of, I was, in, I was in, in this uh, health centre where they bring a rehabilitation uh, centre, really, it is. Incredible, absolutely marvellous, absolutely. Colin, I told the mayor that Colin should be proud of this. Just, just for for our listeners that aren't familiar with the strange words that that uh, Chris just came out with there with Yuskivestkusten, that is a very major paper, uh, newspaper, um, and, and media outlet in in Denmark, and yeah. it did a big feature on Derek recently. I used yeah. it for starting my fire. Actually, no, what, what, <laughs> no, what happened was. Uh, a woman rang me and she said, um, in the, in, up in the centre, and she said, uh, I, w- I, want to, uh, I want to come along and interview you. I said, well, what on earth for? So she said, well, you're, you're going to be 90 in a day or two. So I said, well, a lot of people are going to be 90 in a day or two. She said, yeah, but you're a bit of a personality. And I thought, good God. Say that again. So anyway, there we go. So she came along and she wrote, it was a Sunday, Sunday afternoon, stroke evening, she wrote a couple of things in a notebook, and the next day, the whole, the next, I said, when are you going to put it in? Wednesday, Thursday? She said, no, tomorrow. And she, <laughs> the next day it was there. It was it front was page, it was centre page. It was, it, was, it was this, like, four or five pages. What about you? Quite a legend here in, uh, in Denmark. And yeah. Known for your singing and, obviously, the English no, pub. We won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> the English pub, yes. Yeah, Have some more of that to soak all water, Derek. Yeah, that one. No, I but what was it? it was, there was something you, you, you noted down about yes. uh, that you said in the. Your you actually stated that you find life fascinating. I do. That was probably in the first paragraph. I mean, could you lab- elaborate on that? For well, I mean, I, I, lovely I, listeners. I, I just think life is is fantastic. I mean, there's so much to be enjoyed. There's a lot to be hated, but there's a lot to be enjoyed. And I just think that people they look at the world sometimes through strange eyes. They don't seem to see the the happy times they see mm. a lot of people dwell on the on the dull times and a lot of people dwell on illness for goodness sake <coughs> we're all of us ill at times get over it for god's sake and go f- you know have a laugh every day have a laugh have a sing have something or other that makes life a bit happier i am fascinated with life i love it i love life that's wonderful i mean i i, I think that's that's you you're absolutely right i think we we have a tendency to to focus on uh, <laughs> the crap the crap side the of negativity life. <laughs> the crap yeah, side of life if we're not careful talking about that crap you know I, I, no, I, I can see one coming actually yeah. from the uh, the archives here I know, yeah. I know a, a song that's called I know a song that's called the crap house blues I don't know if you know it. the crap house no. blues how does that go I had to go well, it, was, it was you know in in England we used to have these. <laughs> big public toilets down down especially in the middle of London yeah. go downstairs and there was a six seater or eight seater or ten seater <laughs> and you know we, we used to very strange I'll tell you another story about that in a minute but there was, a, there was always a guy in there who had to look after it and they got this known as Dan Dan the sanitary man he's super intense the crap house pans. <laughs> he changes the paper and fixes the towels and listens to the rhythm 
of the human bone. <laughs> when at first a fart is heard, it's followed by a second, then by a turn. <laughs> Flip, flop, you hear them drop, you got the crab house blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God almighty. But I, you know what, you're talking about those. It was, it was I don't know, Brilliant, I was back in England about, I don't know, five, ten years ago or whatever. You know they have these kind of makeover shows about, like, turning unusual places yeah, into yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And someone, someone somewhere in, I think it was South London or whatever, <laughs> right. turned one of these old crap houses into a house, yeah, into, into a dwelling. Why not? Uh, I know. It was actually, they did a really fantastic, I mean, it was a brilliant <laughs> job on it. And you get great natural light because the yeah, roof yeah, is all light glass. through the glass <laughs> and the roof. But it was just, it was just a still, you never quite get out of the mind <laughs> that people, like, shat and pissed in this place. It's a great deal. And probably did other stuff. You know, you know. Probably, yeah, you're right. It reminds me very much of, you know, we, we British, we're very much, we don't like to talk about bodily functions, do we? No, definitely. We don't like to talk about money. We don't like to talk politics. We don't like to talk about bodily functions. And I always remember... When I was a kid, we used to talk about, I want to spend a penny. Mm. Well, you start off with wee-wee, of course. Yes, of course. Yes, 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 then yes. you go on to spend a penny. And somebody asked me once, what do you mean, spend a penny? So I said, well, in these old crap houses, <laughs> you know, the doors were locked. And you had to put a penny in to release the lock. To get, and that was called spending a penny. Mm-hmm. I don't think the young people today will know that. No. I don't know what they'll call it today. I don't know. Want to go for a pee, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, behind the bushes. In, in Germany, I'm going to go and spend 50, 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 50 years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They are quite hygienic, the toilets. Oh, they're most of them. The most of them are fantastic. Because Dan, Dan, the sanitary man, is there. He's doing his thing. Exactly, yeah. And in Germany, you have to remember, I mean, I remember the woman on Frankfurt Airport, she was a multi-millionaire. She made a fortune. Out of keeping toilets, keeping toilets clean. God, and she used to sit there, and she used to look at you, and you didn't dare you a mark every time, and you think how many people went there. She made a fortune. But there was that. What was his name? Nigel Reese or whatever. The guy that collected back in I think it was the eighties. He did those collections of uh, like classic graffiti from all over the British Isles, and there was one uh, from from sort of from a toilet. He's like, here I sit, broken hearted. Pay the penny, penny and, and only fart it. So what you tell them? It's it's absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I heard that one. It's absolutely lovely. Yeah, yeah. And that was, there comes the penny again. Yeah, absolutely, the penny. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, how? I mean, you and I have a have a kind of odd link. Before, I mean, when I first came over here to Denmark, which was uh, in two Christmas two thousand thirteen, I think it was. Um, I was down at the English pub and I was chatting with my girlfriend at the time and this voice from behind me says, are you, excuse me, are you from England? And I'm, yes, I am. And we ended up talking yeah. and, and you said, you said where, where are you from? Oh, I, yeah. I, also, I said, yeah, London. No, 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 where are you really from? He said, yeah. well, you're probably not going to know it. It's near Gravesend. Where are you really from? <laughs> I said, well, I'm from a village called Mepham. Oh, I know Mepham. You know the cricketers? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I used to drink that. I'm I, like, no, what? I had a crap there once. You had a crap there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I had no, a dump there. Mepham, actually, we lived in Mepham for 
But I mean, that's the most bizarre thing. I come yeah, all the way over. I, I end up going to an English pub in, 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 in yeah. Denmark, yeah. Yeah. speak to a guy who knows, exactly. has yeah. drunk in the same pub as I, I used to in England. It's mad. We, 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 there used to be a toilet. There used to be a toilet. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah. It's a, no, it's not we, nice. we, uh, we went no, The Cricketers is lovely. <laughs> we, no, the Cricketers is a nice pub. And there was one just opposite where we used to turn down to get to Cheney Walk. It was called the George. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yes, yes, George. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The George yeah. is still there. And I remember going in the George one, the landlord was quite a character, I got to know him quite well actually. And suddenly I went in there one evening and he had a damn great fish on the bar. <laughs> I said, what on earth is that? He said, don't put your hand there, it's still alive. It's <laughs> a bloody pike. I've never really? seen anything enormous jaw like this. Yeah, 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 they enormous are evil thing. swines. Yeah, absolutely evil. So I said, well, kill it for God's sake. I'm trying to, it won't die. Unbelievable, yeah. We should give my hand back. <laughs> they are, they are. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah. As soon as I get my hand back, I'll, yeah. Very nasty, they are. Yeah, yeah, no, they are evil. I mean, it wasn't that there was a pike in, in Colling, the, the lake around the, the castle. Oh, there's quite a few, actually, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was nabbing swans and things. Really? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I, I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's I an urban myth or fishes, whatever. Yeah, but, but apparently, apparently ducks. No, 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 no. But apparently, ducks were being were being nabbed by by some some yeah, they will. They're evil buggers. Cool blimey. Cool blimey, So Derek, you don't mind me going back to the beginning. How was life, you know, in the old days? I know your father fought in First World War and yeah. was, you know, badly injured. Yeah. Um, but how was life back then? Well, life was great where I came from. I came from an unhappy family because my father was both physically and mentally destroyed by the First World mm. War, really. Cool. And... Um, it wasn't a happy childhood. In many ways it was. I had a wonderful mother. And I loved my father as well. He was great. He could tell some wonderful stories. But, but um, it was difficult. He, he could hardly walk. and It, it, it was difficult. But we that. lived in a place where everything outside our front door was a moor, a heath. Right. It was absolutely fantastic. And we could walk and play for it's days on end. Is this the village? Easier Common, Easier Common, yeah. okay. Claygate Common, Oxshot, all yeah. these. You, yeah. you could go through without seeing a house. Right. You could walk through. How it. different that is now. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it was absolutely marvellous because we used to play out there all day and every day. Uh, we had cricket, we had everything you can think of was there yeah. on the doorstep. Yeah. We were on a golf course. It was a Thamesdale Manisha Golf Club, we had the golf course out there. It was just wonderful. But it changed very quickly. Yes. It changed very quickly. Mm. Particularly after the war. You had a lot of freedom then back then, didn't you? With all the open space yeah. and we life was more day. simpler, wasn't it? We were out all day and every day. I mean, we were yeah. never home, never yeah. home. So I can't say I had an unhappy child. I had a very happy childhood, but an un- to a certain extent, an unhappy house. Mm. Right. How old were you when World War Two broke out? I was just coming up to 12, I think, was I? Yes. And what are your memories, early memories of... Coming up to 11. Right. What were your early memories of World (laughs) War II? Very funny. The first memory, I remember the famous Sunday morning voice that was telling people that they declared war. And I went into my mother and father, who were still in bed, and my mother was crying, and I couldn't understand this. Right. Um, 
And I said, because they didn't see your face, did they? Or? No, no. no <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no I'm, I'm being serious. With no, okay, sorry. No, and I said, what's the matter, Mum? So she said, if you knew what we went through in the First World War, <laughs> and we're going to go through it again. Yeah. So I went into my brother and I said, listen, let's get out of here, because this, you know, this is not the place to be. And we had two big duck ponds in the village, and we used to build rafts. <laughs> go out on these rafts. Mm, we always had a Sunday. We always had our Sunday best on, of course. <laughs> and you were out to build rafts. And being a Catholic, I, I, bet, I bet that made you popular with Mum. <laughs> I did that particular day because we both fell in. <laughs> and being a Catholic, Derek, as well, being yeah. a Sunday, you know. Oh God, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there it was. So uh, no, but it was a, it was a sad beginning. And the strange thing was, as we were walking out of the house. We're talking about September the 3rd, 1939. Yeah. As we're walking out of the house to go round to the duck pond, the one where we had our rafts, the other one was over the other side of the Hampton Court Way. That belonged to the other people over that side of the village. That wasn't there. Ours was here. And uh, as we went round, the sirens went. Jeez, really? Yeah, within five minutes or ten minutes. Crikey. Says, what's, what's that, Roy? What? I said to my brother, what, what's, what's going on? What's uh, that about? Whether it was a trial or not, we never found out, but it went. So we, well, we ignored it. <laughs> we, we didn't care. <laughs> that age, you know, <laughs> no, no, no you, I, I suppose you still have that sense of invincibility. Yeah, yeah. Did, were you, I mean, were you, were you evacuated at all? Did no. you, you, you stay, or do you, no, you stayed? No, no, we stayed there. Even though we were on the main line up to uh, the main railway line yeah. up to London, and we got bombed a, two or three times, actually. Right. And we slept underground, and we... Uh, you know, we had a shelter in the garden. And Anderson yeah, the Anderson shelter. shelter, yeah, right. And we slept there, and um, mm. we we uh, we went to school. Well, my school uh, well, was, was Surbiton. I had to go up to Surbiton. Right. My school was called Surbiton, and uh, we um, we we were underground there. We studied underground. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, okay, there were certain periods and times when things were a bit lighter. But of course, we had to go through the Battle of Britain, which yeah. right overhead where we were, right over the top. Did you see? Did you see? Oh, we saw everything going there. That was course. unbelievable. I can imagine. Unbelievable. It must have been scary times, but also yeah. Well, the adrenaline I mean, must have been. Yeah. Well, when you're young, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. You, know, it's not, you don't realise the severity of it. You don't realise. I mean, realize, yeah. I mean the, the boy lived next to us, or his grandparents lived next to us. Colin Francis and Colin was. I suppose, 1918 or 19. And uh, he joined the RAF and he became a fighter pilot and uh, the next week he was dead. Oh, Christ. And, you know, but it doesn't occur to you that, you know... And you, you went to school and there'd be a space there where my friend used to stand. Where is he? Oh, and he got bombed last night, you know. Space there. and You, 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 you didn't take it in the same way, but in a way you learned to deal with death Early on, yeah, yeah, and which stayed with you, you know. And I, I can't, even when my wife died after so many years together, I can't grieve in the way some other people do. I, I, I have to still, in a way, make light of it, even though I'm grieving inside. I, right. I learned is, is, to, that's your way of, like, of dealing with it. Like that is your way of grieving. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're hardened at an early age. You're probably hardened. You get, you get, yeah, you learn to, yeah. Yeah. Adapt and yeah, you've got always to, look on the bright side. Be robust as well, you've kind got of stuff, to, isn't it? Really, to, yeah. that's, that's what yeah, it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, no, yeah. It's fascinating. Um, uh, what's his name? Humphrey Littleton. 
the the one and only fantastic yeah. Humphrey Littleton, fantastic yeah. jazz tr- jazz trumpeter, uh, raconteur yeah, and, and personality, absolutely. absolutely but he he was talking about actually mm. there's there's he, he, they played he he did his is like a like a radio memoir for Radio Four a number of years ago, I think it must be fifteen years ago yeah, or so, yeah. um, and uh, uh, there's there's footage or there's the sound of of the celebrations outside um, Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. And and there's this very BBC and we're outside rocking a ballad and in the background you can hear some jazz trumpeting going. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Humphrey Littleton. That was his first radio appearance. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he literally. I mean, he was just in the camera and he was asked about. So, what was it like, sort of being a soldier in the? Yes. And he said, "Well, I said it was. You lived with the ever-present danger of death all the time, but it was it was a fantastic opportunity for 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 was it? How did he put it?" It was um, for, for casual and uh, casual and, and meaningless sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Humphrey yeah, completely. And that's, I, we, you know, our school became very much a military school, and we had a, a, a cadet force that was attached to the East Surrey Regiment, and um, so from the age of about thirteen, fourteen, I was. We used to walk around most of the time in military uniform and. Mm. Yeah, it was soon. Sergeant Major. Well, yeah, but I reta- I was in fact a sergeant. Well, you were a sergeant major. I was. In well, I always call you Colonel, but <laughs> we were two good. You're friends. an Odeon NCO. Yes, <laughs> two good friends, and uh, with two different battalions, and we were both sergeant majors. <laughs> it was very strange. Um, uh, Buddy Fiddler was my great friend, and uh, he uh, he eventually went into the parachute regiment and became a colonel and lost touch with him completely. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, at the, at the end of the war then, at the end of the Second World War, you'd have been, what, seven, 16, 17? 16. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, wait a minute, 45, I was 16. Yeah. And I immediately volunteered to go into the, I was still in the cadet force. Yeah. Volunteered, and I was seconded to the Home Guard which is a long story. We don't want to go into that. So you were, you were the original Ian Lavender? No. Stupid, stupid, no, no, stupid no, the shot straw. <laughs> I was brought in because there were a lot of people like him. <laughs> was my, it Pikey? Like, like, yeah, yeah. my colonel was the colonel of the home guard as well. And he brought me in and he said, I want to give you people an example. This guy's only 14, but I want you to watch him. <laughs> he knows more about war than you guys will ever know. It was unbelievable. Anyway, that's neither, neither here nor there. But then, then I volunteered for the Palestine Police Force, but they wouldn't ship me until I was seventeen. Oh, Palestine, Palestine. Palestine oh wow! Force, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I was there for. You were in Palestine. Yeah, I was in forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine. Good gracious! Nine, yeah. Goodness, yeah. Struth. Yeah. What was that like? Horrific. I can imagine. Horrific. Did you get a good tan? <laughs> yeah, got, got tanned, but mainly, mainly but and 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 it was horrific because there's so many terrible things happened there that yeah that um, the world forgets very quickly and doesn't take any notice of and you know mm. to watch a peaceful country I was mainly on Arab affairs to start with right and um, met some beautiful people in tiny villages leading a life of <coughs> absolute simple life but mm. wonderful happy people and probably very happy in, in a strange sort of way mm. working hard uh, living a life sitting around in the evening telling stories around the fire and one thing and another and then they were all driven out of course eventually I, yeah. I don't want to get political but uh, 
Anyway, where does all the singing come from? I know that you're a very keen singer. And I've always sung. I mean, I've sung. may I just sort of say for our lovely viewers or lovely listeners that you've just recently cool. released a CD, 18-track CD. I've just listened to it this morning and thought to myself, did I really do that? It's, really oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Some of the tracks are actually the quite fantastic. The tracks are good. All right. Was this one of the ways for you to sort of overcome all the hardship as a youngster? No, I, singing, I just or... love singing. I just love singing. So what age did this sort of become a big part of your life? I never. <laughs> but don't you sing in the, in never, the shower every morning? Never, you always no, say never, but always. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's always been there. It's always been there, okay. in the same way that it is with you. Yeah. If you're musical, you, you know, mm. it's always been there, yeah. Always. I just loved... I love singing, I love music. I, I was a drummer as well. I loved oh, really? Drum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you mind sharing that song? There was a rugby song that you told me. Um, yeah. Do you mind sharing that? That's uh, it's hilarious. The Which one uh, was that? Yeah. Um, you're playing with words. Oh, an old the, rugby song. Well, we've recorded that one. So yeah, that was that was that was that's that's on a on that's a, something on a, else. Yeah, on that's the on, a, on, a, on the on our YouTube but channel. But not on this the think podcast. Oh, yeah, yes. I think we can let okay. it. We can, we can I go. took my girl to the station to see the engine shunt. A spark flew out the boiler and hit her in the country. Girls are pretty. You ought to see them dance. They cock their legs right over their heads. And show their dirty dick. He was a bulldog. He sat upon the grass. A bumblebee came up to him and stung him on his ass. Oh, brown to tea and all his family. If he don't come, I'll smack his bum with a stick of celery. Boom! <laughs> Cop up a gold watch. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> That's brilliant, it's Derek. Funny how I can remember the words of those filthy songs. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got any more, Derek? Yeah, no, I can't. But I mean, there was a lovely look just just for, for, for everyone listening. Uh, Derek looked over at me. He's like, "Can I really do this?" <laughs> for all our lovely listeners, you still sing down at the "You'll Never Walk Alone" pub every Saturday. Well, sometimes on Saturdays, yeah. You are the entertainment there on Saturday afternoons. A, 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 a regular fixture. So, yeah. so after after Palestine, after the war, what what was next? Then, where, where, then where, I, where I else came did you... back to Europe and I um, I joined the Territorials. Then I right. was in. A, in a, in, a, in a regiment that nobody's ever heard of, called <laughs> the Inns of Court Regiment, which oh, was wow. based on the Lincoln's Inn Lincoln's Fields Inn and Fields, all the yeah. barristers and I all that. I used to work around the corner from Did there you really? many years yeah. ago, yeah. And yeah. Well, it was in Putney, they, their headquarters were in Putney, and we used to drive um, small reconnaissance vehicles and things okay. like that. And I just loved the military life. I loved the friendship and the... Camaraderie or... Every, yeah, exactly. Mm. Everything that... And I followed it through since I was fourteen or thirteen or fourteen, and it's that sort of camaraderie I loved. Right. And then, uh, <laughs> then, God. I, then I met my wife. <laughs> 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 you went downhill from there. That's when you got the grey hair and the hair started falling out. I was right? still in the army when I the territorials when I met her, uh, but. Um, I just just uh, <laughs> been told I was going to be called to the um, oh dear the place where Donald Trump's just been the, the, the war between the, the Mexican border no, Korea Korea <laughs> oh Korea oh, 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 you, did you get called been, up no I just been told that I, I really? was going to be or would have been or should have been and wasn't okay and and I met my wife in fifty three fifty three okay yes and, 53. Uh, then. Uh, 
things got a bit hot and I decided to resign. Right. So I gave up my military career by the age of 24. <laughs> so, That's still so, quite a good innings, though, isn't it? It was a good innings, yes. Yeah. You don't get much for thanks for it, but never mind. Okay, and you're, so you, you met your wife, 53? 53. We got married. I came over here. How did you guys meet? She was an au pair girl in Isha, mm. in one of the very big... I mean, Isha's a very well... Well-to-do town and uh, uh, Sandown Park Racecourse and all the rest of it, and a lot of wealthy people there. And she was she was an au pair girl at one of these big houses, mm-hmm. and um, owned by a, a woman called Mrs. Poopart. The Pooparts are, are a known family in that area. The Pooparts, yeah. <laughs> And they were. How was that spelled? Just for the listeners. P O U P A R T. Was that next to the crab house? No. It's a beautiful house. The forerunner of Popeye. There were big noises in the Covent Garden in the market. Was it love at first sight, Derek, if you don't mind me asking? With your wife? It was a lust at first sight. That's an honest answer. Let's be honest, probably how it usually is. Anyway. I came over to Denmark to meet her parents, who I fell in love with straight away. I mean, he was the most marvellous man I've ever met in my life. I think he's a wonderful guy. Sunayuda, a South Jutlander, yeah. to put it into English. And absolutely fantastic character. Anyway, he was a small furniture manufacturer. So, I mean, when I met my wife in England, she said, I said, what does your father do? And she said, he's a furniture manufacturer. And my old man thought, Danish furniture? Boy, oh boy. <laughs> he was in a very small way, making Ching, chairs yeah. and things. <laughs> anyway, I came over here, met them, and then I went back. And uh, by that time, I'd had a training two years with Marks and Spencer before that. And then I left because I, I, I didn't like being tied down to a job. But they headhunted me again. And as I was getting married, I thought, well, I haven't got a job. I'd better do something. So I went <laughs> back to Marks and & Spencer and stayed there for about, let's see, 16, 16 17 years. Really? Oh. And got up to being manager of one of their biggest stores. And I was, I absolutely disliked, hated it is the word. Okay, I really? For. Yeah, I mean, when I first went to Marks and Spencer, we were trained to be merchants to buy and sell. Right. And we used to buy in and sell the goods. But now everything had become computerised and when I became a manager, you could just sit in your office all day and as long as the doors were open, you know, it, 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 it wasn't me, it was boring. Right. It didn't fulfil any of my ambitions, but I was earning fantastically good money and... Um, you have a family, it's, young family. Yeah, it's and, easy. It's easy to to sit on that when it's easy to sit on. You hate your yeah, job, exactly. but you get you're yeah. making good money. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a compromise. Absolutely, isn't it? I think a lot of us make. And then I got headhunted by Mothercare, who wanted to go into Europe, and as a friend of mine had already been headhunted, another Marks and Spencer man had already been headhunted to look after the British uh, side of Mothercare. Right. They wanted somebody. He recommended me because he knew that I. Experience. No, he knew that I knew the continent fairly right. well, so they picked me up, and uh, yeah, I, I had two or three years with them, so opening up stores in Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Austria, and Switzerland. Wow! Finding the premises, engaging the staff, and mm-hmm. and then they said to me, "I want you to go to. We're going to start in Japan and Canada, and we want you to do those two countries." It's truth. And I said, no, thank uh, you. Oh, okay. I'm a European. I, I don't want to go anywhere. 
you don't want to go any further afield. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. especially back even more so the family then. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the location. I've moved the family all the way around England many times because yeah. of promotions, and then into Denmark, which I found out later was not suitable both to my wife or, or my son. They didn't like coming to Denmark because. Torton had his eyes on Cambridge at that time, and wow. uh, son, and, and uh, my wife had all our young friends and f- families that she'd grown up with in the UK. And uh, so, but your your wife your wife was Danish. She was Danish. Okay, but she wasn't really happy about coming back to Denmark because I say all her formative years were in the UK. Were in the UK. Anyway, there it is. You you can't you you don't know these things. They no, never no. told me. So when did, when did, when did you first come over to Denmark? Well, I you met you met your wife yeah, in '53. I, I used you... to send I used to send the family over here for six weeks every year right. on holiday, and I used to come over for two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. But then, um, well, what, what sort of time? What, what, what year are we talking about? That was from '54 to '67. Okay. Um, so what, I mean, what was what was Denmark like long. back then? I mean, for for me, it's hard to, to hard to imagine. 54, I moved here Fifteen. Well, fifteen. Thirteen years ago. 50, yeah. Fifty-two. I knew it Denmark for Denmark. End of fifty-two. Right. Fifty-three. Lovely little doll's land. Yeah. Lovely little land. You know, it, it was a lovely little country, and uh, the the biggest thing that happened was that the. Uh, the thing in Copenhagen, what's it called? The Tivoli Gardens had these Tivoli guards who, who, who were the most unmilitary looking lot. <laughs> it was lovely. They were like little dolls. You know? It was a little doll, dolls country. So did you, did you come? Were you coming to Col- the Colling area then, or were you no, we, were you going to to, yeah, to Copenhagen? Came, no, we came to first of all with with Mothercare, uh, with uh, Mother no with Marks and Spencer. I was in Copenhagen. Uh, looking at the Danish market for Marks and Spencer to expand into right. when I was headhunted by Mother Kim. By Mother, right. And um, we, we were in temporary accommodation in Copenhagen right. for about six months, I suppose. Then uh, I had to go back to England, get myself sorted out, one thing and another, come back to Denmark, and uh, we bought a house in Rebeck in Colling. It was a nice area, that yeah, is. Yeah, it was nice then. Still is. Yeah. Yeah, in, yes. uh, in, I suppose that was beginning of, I can't remember, 68, was it? Something like it's that. truth. Okay. Something like that. Oh, so you must have seen some huge changes over Fantastic that time. Fantastic changes. Yeah. Fantastic changes. Would you know what the population of Colling was back then? It wasn't very big. Right. The population of Denmark wasn't very big. No. Four point something million or three point, four point something million, I think. Yeah. And how, how are the people back then to how they are now? I mean, obviously... People yeah, how changed. did they react to you as a as a as a as well, a foreigner? Right? Very strange, yeah. Because although they'd had the war, they weren't used to foreigners at all. <laughs> they used to look at you as if you were from Mars, you know. Yeah. No, well, they no, he, they, 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 they dismissed the Germans. They didn't like them. <laughs> they they turned round completely since then. They, yeah. they, they are much more international minded today. They weren't at all then, not right. at all. No. They were very introverted. Uh, as a race, they were extremely introverted, right. but they gradually began to expand a bit and realised that there were other people in the world. And, of course, when immigrants started to come to uh, Denmark, that really exposed a lot of this introvertedness, if, yeah. you, if you can call it that. Mm. It, it exposed them to to show that they were, I wouldn't say racist, because they didn't know enough about the other people no. to be racist. But they they couldn't believe there were other people looking like that and 
behaving <laughs> like that with black hair and uh, coloured skin or uh, very, yeah, very strange. So, but gradually, it's it's beginning to work. It's beginning to evolve. I hope. What what year would you mm. say the immigrants started to? You, you saw immigrants coming in. Saying well, I saw, from I saw a lot Europe. of European immigrants coming in um, during uh, during the seventies and eighties, and right. then some of the Middle Eastern and African immigrants started to come in as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was one of the things that was interesting when I moved over here was was <clears> seeing <throat> how, in, in some ways, there was a, a this kind of it's, it was such a, a sort of homogenous society. Uh, in, much, in Denmark, yeah. even more so than, than Britain, much, because we much. had the empire yeah. for yeah. so long, yeah. and, and we, we, were, we had much more individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, and, I mean, there's still a massive amount of racism mm. and, and whatever. But but it was it was fascinating. It was like in some ways it was a bit like going back to Britain was in the seventies. I give you I give you um, an example. I was picking up my son in Espia Airport, and I had another fellow Brit with me. We. This, I can't remember when this was, but anyway, we went to Espia. It was coming from, there was a flight then from Newcastle to uh, to Espia. And Torben was coming back from a jaunt in the UK. And, mm. and went over to, and Espia airport then was had a very big uh, lounge stroke cafeteria. Right. It was totally empty. There was nobody <laughs> there whatsoever. So what year was this again, roughly? I can't tell you. Okay. I can't tell you. Probably 28, 30 years ago. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So we went with a cup of coffee and a cake and we went and sat where we were looking out over the airport. We were the only two people there. Mm. Suddenly there was a commotion at the back and people were ordering coffee. There were three, three or four guys ordering coffee. Where did <laughs> they sit? Right next to us. <laughs> right next to us. I couldn't get out of my chair. I had to say, "Excuse me." And he fancied you, Derek. No, no, it's it's it, and that is. It's a very Danish thing. That. It's a clang. It's a clang thing, isn't it? It's, it's a, a very Danish. You go thing. into yeah. you go into a car park. You're in the car, and the next car park's right next to you. You can't get out your door. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? It, it's absolutely it, it right. Underlines, underlines what you were talking about. Really. <laughs> yeah, this kind of sort of homogeneous, yeah, yeah, homogeneous yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 But no, I mean, it's, it's uh, no. I love. I mean, that's happened to me as well. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I did you, did, uh, Johnny? Did you ever fly from SBA? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yes. I missed that airport. No, I actually. do actually. It was quite convenient. Um, because so, I remember yeah. one of one of the things. Mm. If I was flying out, they yeah. used to do uh, these fantastic. Uh, was it? it was ham and cheese sandwiches, but yeah. they were on this yeah, yeah. this roll with which had sort of <laughs> exactly. cheese on the top of it yes. as well, and they were like they were fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, then, and then Ryanair, what moving to Billund? Like, oh, exactly. Is that Billund? <laughs> but I mean, it's a nice airport and everything, but oh no, oh, yeah, no, 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 those cheese. No, I mean and and the other thing about Espia was a bit of a strange airport. Still, <laughs> wasn't it? The size of it. Oh, Espia was out of nowhere. But I mean, it was the fact when you went into when you went into the departures, or into the actual like departure point. And you've got like on one side, you've got all of these survival suits <laughs> for all yeah, of the guys right, going on the right. on, on the choppers going yeah, up to the North Sea oil rigs. As well. yeah, like, how cheap have Ryanair got? He's <laughs> <laughs> got the, the marine commandos there as well. Yeah, a giant catapult, having a bounce once across the North Sea or something. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. There was a lot of helicopter activity. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Bristow is not whatever. They have a major a major operator. It's a shame because. 
and, and the other thing about Espia is I used to love the, the, the sail across. I used to love it. Oh. Yeah. I, I heard the other day, apparently, they're trying to get that more back again. Well, I've heard it all. Yeah. Is, is that okay? I was on the last... The last ship, the last but really was going, yeah. The last well, voyage, yeah. I'm going to going to England with um, what's my wife with me? Oh, my daughter, can't remember. And I got talking to them to a lot of the staff, and they one thing they did say was that DFDS had been very fair. They found them all jobs. Oh right, they, oh that's good because they had a lot of ocean going cruise. Sure, of course, yeah. I mean, they're, they're and, huge so they had been very fair to their staff and given offered them all jobs. Yeah. Um, and the other thing they told me, which was interesting, was I said to them, I presume that things like Ryanair, which cheap air flights, mm. have knocked down the customer tallies. So he said, no, not exactly. There has been a bit of that. But he said, the other thing is that the EU regulations about smoke emission right. meant that we had to put new scrapers in the t funnels and it would have cost us as much to do that as to buy new ships. Whoa. So we decided to pack it up. Whoa. You know? yeah. So that was that was the primary reason that, that for the what, That's what they told me. That was a great ah. journey. Twenty hour journey for I never did it. I, what, what, times, one yeah. of my regrets, I mm. never ever took that trip. I'd love because I've I've done it a few times from the hook to Harwich. Yeah. That's about eight uh, hours. Which is about say, yeah. six to eight hours, yes. which is yeah. which is interesting. Well they had, a, they had a fast one on there, what we're doing it in three and a half A hydrofoil. Oh yes. Oh, well, hydrofoil. Uh, the hook to Harwich, yes. really? Yes. So yes. my wife drove my wife and I drove down to Harwich to pick that up. Yeah. One of the motors had gone wrong, and it took, as usual, six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable, yeah. You could still you could take, take the car on the hydrofoil. Yeah, I think you could. could yes. Ah, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, so, so, oh, well, they were big. They were huge ships. Yeah. Huge. I mean, ahead of a wreckage, though, if I remember correctly, the engines, the vibration. Oh, like the the yes, the the what's it though? Almost like a hovercraft. Almost like a hovercraft. Yeah, but like the ones like the ones going from from Malta from from Aarhus to to. Yeah, they weren't floating. They weren't above the water. They were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. The good old days, Derek. Hey. Well, yeah. not, 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 not well, it'd be great if they can bring it back because you can relax good. 20 hours yeah, rather than the drive that we yeah. do I mean, that's the and thing. have a jolly yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing if, if you fold that into it the was, whole thing as an it experience was a, it was it a floating be, hotel yeah, cinemas, yeah, yeah. restaurants, yeah, pubs yeah. had it all yeah, it's very comfortable accommodation. Very comfortable. Yeah, I mean the ones that Steno have got uh, between the Hook and, and Harwich now are very mm. nice. Yeah, just two nice. two super big ferries. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are yeah. extremely yeah. comfortable. Yeah. I, 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 I wish Steno would start from uh, Harwich again. So if you're yeah. listening, Stenner. Yes, we're all Stenner, DFDS, we're all for you. We're Do it, make it happen. Stenner subscribers. So we've got three three supporters of your of your comeback to, yeah. to, to, come to Espia. Come back to Espia. Come back to Espia. <laughs> would, you, would you travel to England more if oh, that yes. crossing oh, was up and running again no, rather than flying? So you drive to Espia, mm -hmm. you, you, you put the car on board, you go up, you sleep, you come down, the car's there, you mm -hmm. don't, and, and, you, and you're off you go it's again. It's unbelievable, yeah. You yeah. desperately miss England sometimes, and it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Of course you do. I mean, of course you miss certain things. Yeah. I would, uh, don't say I miss a lot of the politics at the moment. <laughs> that's another podcast. Oh, that's a completely different one. <laughs> but, that's uh, a joke. Uh, just, just, just so people are aware, this is this this podcast has been recorded the day after. Uh, the the, 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 second, defeat. the second defeat. Yes. Um, I mean, it wasn't a record defeat. It was only 149 votes this time. But Theresa Close. May's no, Brexit I mean, deal yeah. just got thrown out again. And, 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 then, and then this evening, they're going to vote as to whether 
a no, no deal no Brexit, Brexit uh, is, yeah. is going to be allowed or not. So it's all it's all interesting. So you have three Brits living in Denmark here. Well, I haven't got a clue. Who haven't got, got a bloody clue. Back to Blighty. No, 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 that won't happen. Uh, no, that won't happen. That that won't happen. Actually, I've become a stateless citizen, yeah. One of my friends actually asked me, are you, are you afraid of being deported back to the UK? And I said, not really, because I'm still married to a Dane. Yeah. Plus, I've got a lot, a lot of debt here. So I'm <laughs> sure they, they want their money back before they kick you out. Can you see how he's thinking about that? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I haven't got yeah. any ties at all. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah, exactly. Yes, very. So much. I'm going to the bank. This so, 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 do, do you vote Tory we're... by any chance? Yeah, so <laughs> right, moving on from Brexit. <laughs> Back to you, Derek. It's about you today, not us. It is indeed. Where were we with the oh, question? We, 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 we got to, we were talking about uh, coming, to coming to Denmark and, and, and yeah, all of that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, um, but but for, for, for you, I mean, mm-hmm. what's, how have you found? Uh, what, 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 I mean, you've, you've, Look, you moved here. What, 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 what made in, it fit I've for you? I've lived in many, many different countries. What advantages are there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've lived in many different countries. <clears throat> there are advantages and disadvantages in every country. Yep. Including the one you were born in. Yep. Advantages and disadvantages. I missed, to start with, the individuality that we have in the UK. Mm. Um, I, I, I didn't like this cohesiveness that you were talking mm. about mm. before. Um, and if you come out of that cohesiveness and stick your, stick your head out, you get it lopped off. Right. I didn't like that, and it took a long time for me to get used to it. Um, and I, I always tried to be myself and tried to be a personality, mm. as I know you two do as well, mm. <clears throat> in a country that doesn't <coughs> like or does it personalities. <laughs> I don't know. They seem to admire it. Do they really think that? If they do, why aren't there more personalities in this country? <laughs> There are a few, yeah, there are a yeah. few, but, but there are some, of course there are some. Some of them are brilliant uh, yeah. business people, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But there is this tight cohesiveness still. It's, it's, it's opening up, it's mm. opening up, but it still hasn't opened up enough for, for my feelings. Yeah. On, on that point, when I, was, when I first moved over here, um, which was, uh, as I say, 13 years ago or so, I set up a, a little kind of web community called Brit European, which was just sort of sharing my experience yep, about yep. Uh, and right. advice on <coughs> who to get in touch with, how to find jobs, how yes. to get your CPR number sorted out, how to do all these practical things. All right. And, and, and it had, we had a forum on it, and, and, and a, a lot of people came onto that sort of saying, how on earth do you make friends in this country? I find it impossible because everyone's in these tight, tight community. I mean, it's like they seem, these people were talking about. It's like when when you meet somebody that's mm. they, 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 in Denmark, you mm. kind of make your circle of friends yeah. at school, at gymnasium or whatever, and and then you stick with that set, and that's yes. it. Yes, and and I I was just like. <laughs> I have. I mean, I, but then I realised that's me because I will talk to a brick if I think there's a conversation. <laughs> you look like so I, I mean, I may well have been barging in on people's little little networks and sort of, and they're saying, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm so immune to that. I'm like, "Hey, how you doing? Whatever." Did, was was that what you found when yeah. you first moved over here? Very that kind of feeling. <clears throat> they earn their trust as well. Yeah, it yeah. takes time. Would you say? Yeah, no, I, I, I do. Or big D, One of the big things that happened in my life was that when Torben invited me to be with him starting the pub in Colling, 
this really was a breakthrough in my life that um, allowed me to get closer to, to some Danish people that I had never been before. Mm. And because... Free beer? No, 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 I'm purely practical. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Because it, it was um, it, it was a way of getting into people that I'd never found. I mean, I was alone behind the bar to start with right. for mm. the first three or four years, <clears throat> and uh, it enabled me to to meet people that you would never have met before, and so on. And this was a great help to me. And then, of course, I found this clique called the Buyer Band, who <laughs> took me in, and they took me in. They are a group that had exactly come from what you said. They known each. Some of them had known each other from, from school days. Some of them have only known each other since they met each other in the pub. Right. But they are a very tight-knit group, and they took me in. Yeah. And that... I mean, and they won't let you go now. It's, <laughs> he's, been, he's been sending notes out. Please, help me. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Once you get into these people... Yes. You're in for that, life. That's yeah. true. You're in for life. Yeah. But you've got to get through that... that barrier. Skin, that, yeah, barrier. Yeah. You've got to skin. earn their trust. That's from my experience. You've got, to, you've got Well, I don't know about... Yeah, I suppose to a certain extent you have. No, you've, you've got been. to earn earn your oh, right oh, to oh, be oh, part oh, of the clang or the group. I don't know. Oh, sure. I, I think I think it's just... It's just... <clears throat> I, for me, it's, a, it's it's just about being natural. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think if if you're seen perceived as being genuine, mm. um, yeah. then then the, the the sort of the barriers will come down. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I normally find five hundred kroners do. <laughs> I, I welcome aboard. Being around is a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. bribery get you everywhere. So, so I, I mean, so so you you moved you've moved to Denmark. Um, yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, was, so when the pub opened, what that was twenty nearly thirty years ago, no, 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 twenty eight years ago God, last December. You'll never walk alone. Is that what it's called? It's That's, called you'll never walk alone. Yeah. So between, 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 so from from so between, 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 I decided I'm not going to work with a company ever again. I've okay. Had enough. Right. And I went independent and did many, many different things. And as long as it didn't rain too heavily, uh, then some things were successful and some things were a complete and utter waste of time. Yeah. But I kept the money coming in. Um, what did you do? What sort of things? What? Ducking and diving, dodging and weaving. No, no to a certain extent. One of the things I did quite successfully for quite a few years was I represented about six, seven, eight different British companies uh-huh. and I used to charge them a retainer yeah. of so much a month and a very, then a very small commission on sales Right. but as I had six or eight companies paying me a retainer, yeah. I had enough to allow me to travel and to mm-hmm. do my work and one thing and another and also it became a part of my earnings yeah. and some of these were very successful. And then I d- extended it to taking in some Danish companies, one of which was Alpha Laval. Well, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't Alpha Laval Good then. company. It was Lawrence Knudsen's machine fabric down on the harbour. Right. Where, uh, oh, so they're a calling company? They were a calling company oh, that was taken know. over by Alpha Laval. Yeah, okay. Just and then moved, eventually yeah. moved to the premises. I never moved. I was with them down on the harbour. Yeah. And they offered me a job... Uh, in the, when they moved to the new place, they offered me a full-time job 
taking half the globe. Wow. And my other compatriot that I work with, uh, was a colleague, yeah. uh, took the other half, which was a very big job, and I said no, <sighs> because, again, it was you're being tied. Yes. I had been with Lois Knudsen on a contract basis, for starting off with three months a year, then six months, then nine months. Right. Even 12 months a year work allows you time to do other things. Yeah, yeah. And I, that, that was very successful for me, that working on contracts to, to companies. Yeah. Then, um, yeah, then I began to find a few products of my own, which I tried to sell and did sell some. And right. Didn't sell others and began to run into Danish laws, and, uh, which, are, <laughs> which, are very good, no, which are very good in many ways because they do safeguard their people in, in many strange ways. But uh, some of them... Why you had the handcuffs over there. Some of them took a, yeah, took a bit of getting through, yeah. And then, um, then by this time it was getting on, I was getting on to, well, I was 61 then. That's true. when you opened the pub, wasn't it, 61? Uh, well, yeah. I was 61 and I was, I was, my wife and I were going to move down to Spain. Right. But um, I'd been back in the UK for quite a period of time. I'd moved my papers out of Denmark and been back in the UK working on a, on a, on a venture over there in a factory in Liverpool. And um, Liverpool, yeah, yeah, I loved Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was at university there. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, yeah I went to medical school there. Yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I was living in Chester actually, but I loved right. it. It's also a nice part of the oh, country. Chester's yeah. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, that so um, we decided we'd go down to Spain and move down right. to Spain. And then suddenly, uh, I got the call from my son. He was very big and very muscular, and he said, you're coming over here. We're <laughs> <laughs> coming back to Denmark, we're starting a pub in Europe. You're part of it, thank you. So, <laughs> there was no getting out of that. No, there was no getting out of that. It's because, hugely successful, then. Well, yeah, it's been successful. How many beers have you got, Derek, at the... I think we've got pub? about 330 at the moment. 330 yeah. different yeah. And I'm beers. Only, I think I've only drunk 140. <laughs> I'm also, doing my best, but I'm also, trying my hardest. We've yeah. also got a gin bar now, which is quite yes. new and recent. Yep. Yeah, yeah, how many gins have you advertised? Well, we 110 <laughs> gins and about God knows how many tonics. But 110 yeah, gins? 110 different gins. Yeah. My mm. goodness. Anyway, we're, 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 yeah, I mean, it's... it's a, but, you know, I don't have so much to do with it anymore. I do a bit of the entertainment business. Yeah. And Next time we do a podcast with you, Derek, can we do it from the English pub? Well, yeah, we did one before. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did we, yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking about all the beers and the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a, a beer tasting. It might loosen up the time. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, have to, I, have to talk, I have to talk to the wall about that. His, his name is Tom. <laughs> Are you quite a free spirit? From what you just told me there about all the different jobs, you like to be flexible, you like to be well, a Free, yeah. I, is that the right sort of terminology? Yeah, chase the pennies, I suppose. I don't know. It's you like the freedom yeah, as well. I, I do. That freedom is very important. I think. Yeah, and I regretted all. No, I didn't regret. I hated all the years I was tied to company. Right. You know, but you've got to take into account you get a little envelope at the end of the month. Exactly, that's the, the umbrellas up when it's raining. Yeah. Not not you know, and and you can enjoy the sunshine when it's sunny. When you're on your own. Yeah, you got you're, a number you're, you're on the you're on the yeah. high wire and there's yeah, no net exactly, underneath. Exactly. A very a very exactly. small one you've got to hit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but one of the main advantages here living in Denmark is the welfare state. I mean, it's incredible. With your rehabilitation ah, that you've gone through and the, the hospital service, unbelievable, unbelievable. How would you describe the healthcare here? Um, the welfare oh, second, second to none. There's no. I don't, can't think of another country 
that can do what they do here. Because we mentioned that what you had, you had your own room, you had all the... Oh, it's unbelievable. But you wouldn't have that in, in sort of uh, first but, class... I mean, but, I mean, it's right from the moment, from the accident, oh, yeah. through to Incredible. your operation, Incredible. to the initial rehabilitation, to them being put in, in this fantastic uh, hotel. OK. Um, Colin Camone is, is ahead. The, some of the communes aren't as far ahead. Councils, as yeah. Mm. Councils, yeah. Councils, sorry. Yeah, communities. No, Communi- councils. Yeah, councils, councils would be, yeah, yeah. be, I suppose. Yeah, we, 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 some, of, some of the councils aren't as far ahead as Colling. I've told the mayor, Colling is unique at the moment. Yeah. And keep it that way. It, it's fantastic. Well, I mean, the Sunhood Centre is, is, I mean, I, I, my well, you, you for, had I, I had my, yeah. um, my yeah. rehabilitation yeah. for my, my ankle up yeah. there and they, with the physio. Yeah. And the facilities there are superb. Yeah. I had no idea that the other half of that building is, is where where you can be if you, if you, mm. if you need special yeah. care yeah. Um, mm. you can be kept and, yeah. until you're, you're, it's, it's, you're safe to it's be fantastic. To, um, secure enough to be and I still again. go back twice a week now I go back for uh for yeah. gymnastics and things. Like yeah, that. No, I, I was in awe. Everything so yeah, it modern, was modern so and so computerized, impressive. and the facilities and everything is new. It's just but you see, you can't mean, that's, compare that's, that with England. Can see, you? Universal well, uh, health care is a terrible thing. We should definitely <laughs> get rid of it. Definitely get rid of it. Go to go to the American system where <laughs> yeah, twenty eight million yeah, people are, don't, yeah. don't have any. No, no, it's one of the big advantages of living here and being in the system in Denmark. No, as, I, as I, you I keep mean, telling me, Derek. I think there are a lot of European countries that try, including the UK, including Holland, and including Germany, but I, I really feel after this experience I've had here, I can't think of any other country that would, that would do it on this level. No, no. absolutely. And, 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 and you're not walking away with a massive bill at no, the end no, of no. it. No, no, no. I mean, I'm waiting point, for... Very good point. That's, that's get, the thing. You get a bill, but it's a minimum, yeah. minimum charge yeah. for certain things. Yeah. If you want do your laundry there. there, they do everything. Everything yeah. is done, everything. Yeah. The food was like a first-class hotel. You know? It was like a hotel, five-star, your room. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. And the equipment that they supply you as well, no, the facilities and the staff and the training, it was just incredible. Top grade. Yeah. It's really good. So, that Fantastic. That's that episode. Finished. And they even took well, away the mirror in the room for you, Derek, to yeah. sort of help with the uh, recovery. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he's took, kicking took, me out of his took, kitchen in a minute. Took the mirror away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that you, Don? No, no, I've got a few more questions. Well, here. I mean, I, I'm just thinking we are we we we, we, can, we can perhaps. I mean, if you if you you're, if you want to edit it, sure. yeah, 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 we'll edit it down. But we've also we, we can we can. Uh, you sound beautiful. We'll, yeah, we will make you sound absolutely lovely. But what I would say is let's let's perhaps sort of draw a line there, because we can then make this podcast number one with mm-hmm. Derek. Uh, and then we can uh, we can continue. I think there's there's more that we can squeeze out of this lemon before we leave it. <laughs> <laughs> are, you looking, are you looking at me or are you looking at Derek or both of us? I like it. I like it. I like it. It's times like this you find out who your real friends oh, are. Absolutely. Derek, you know. That's the same. So so this this is this is to, to our listeners. Uh, this is the end of, of podcast number one with the, with the fantastic Derek Matthews or Big D uh, with or, Big D as as he's known or in, the Colonel or the Colonel <laughs> Colonel Sergeant Major uh, Colonel Sergeant Major. Yeah. But 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 thank you so much for coming onto the show. Uh, You're a so star. You're a we, we'll, we will take you another. We'll take another little 
um, I'm interested to go back as well because yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a long life and you yeah. you forget things. Well, know? I mean, it's a huge. I mean, it was the reason for this was was when we were sitting together when I came yeah, up the yeah, first time yeah, and we, you know, we, we started some, chatting and we had some I was chats. I was I was I was supposed to be there for like I don't know, half an hour or well, something we, like two and a half hours later and then and then we uh, had uh, some long uh, chats. This bit came in and it was like bloody hell. Okay, I need to go. I've got stuff to do. We found we didn't really know each other until yeah yeah and it was yeah we we knew each other but just a tiny bit and then suddenly there's that commonality that was the thing that was the fantastic thing you'll edit that down I hope yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're a legend everyone loves you in Denmark you couldn't lend me 50 quid (laughs) (laughs) I've always liked you you've always been my uh, I've got 50 euros (laughs) 50 euros I'll take yep I can take that (laughs) but thank you so much for now Uh, Derek and Sure, yeah. Well, it's a huge pleasure. We, we are we're deeply honoured and very pleased to be able to do. And thank this. you for it's the been, cup of been, cup of tea. Cup of tea, exactly. But perfectly executed. Wasn't very much. Was it? <laughs> 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 cup, cup of tea and a blueberry muffin. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Which is the blueberry muffin, actually, as well. Indeed. Before but thank you for that. We will. We will. We will. We will. So we did that. Yeah. We will. We'll, we'll, we'll call it a halt there. And, and say uh, goodbye, Derek. Did I say something funny to a lovely? I can't think of anything funny at the moment, except I'd be glad to get rid of you. <laughs> Good morning. So, what about uh, sixteen hundred questions <laughs> I'll ask you? Right, we're going to take a break and then and then record another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Bye, lovely people. And and uh, speak to you soon again. Bye. Bye.